Rick, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. May the force be with you. Here's Johnny! You're gonna need a bigger boat. What was it you said to me before? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The price is wrong, bitch. And here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Pause for Dramatic Effect. Today is a very special episode because I am joined by Channel 9 on-air personality in Wagga Wagga, Matthew Burgess. <laughs> thank you, that's the best introduction I think I've had since starting this line of work, but Regional thank you very celebrity. Much. <laughs> Regional <laughs> celebrity. Ready to go. Yes. Um, and today we're going to be bringing you another one of our quick reviews, um, and this time we're going to be doing A Star Is Born. And I'm happy to have Matt on this episode because he is, he's a bit of a country music stan, way more than me so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he thought of the movie versus what i thought of it so um i'll set the scene for you here's the synopsis for the movie it revolves around this whirlwind romance between two main characters ali played by lady gaga and jack played by bradley cooper ali is this fantastic singer but because of the way that she looks she's been passed over by a lot of people in the industry and hasn't made the headway that she wants to. She's working in this dive drag bar. Jack is this older country star that struggles with tinnitus and alcoholism that's on the back end of his career. When Jack discovers Ali after hearing her sing in a bar, he takes her on tour with him and gives her an audience to sing to and her career takes off. Set to the backdrop of Jack and Ali's music, the movie is this juxtaposed story of the rise of one career and the fall of another while those two people try to maintain a relationship. That's basically it. So, Matt, what were your overall impressions of the movie? Well, I really enjoyed the movie. I should say, I went, I, this is the first time I've kind of gone to see a movie like this at the cinema and it was, I found at a point it was hard when people would make silly comments just because it was a cracked theatre and people would make little comments that it would kind of kill the vibe. Yeah. But that was... Uh, besides that, I thought the story was really good. I thought it was very well played out. I enjoyed, like I said, I enjoy country music, so anything that brings that into the spotlight is quite good. Mm. I thought there would be a bit more country music. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when I went to see the movie, it was... A lot of people had said to me that it was a musical. Like, that's the genre that it... Uh, okay, That yeah, yeah. it was billed as. And when I went in, it, it wasn't a musical. Like, I think that there's a difference. I don't know what category it'll be if it makes it to the Oscars this year. I'm sure that it'll make it for Best Original Song because mm -hmm. you usually don't have too many movies that actually put forward an original song. So when someone yeah. does, um, like Lady Gaga, you usually get that song somewhere in the mix for the Oscars. Um, but... As far as the actual movie goes, I don't know what category it would be because there's a difference to me between a musical and a, and a movie about music. Like, if you look back at something like Walk the Line, that's not a musical. That's, like, a biopic about someone who wrote and performed music. So, I think that going into the movie, like, I, I expected it to be a little more, like, breaking into song and dance in random situations, and it was more like this story set around the backdrop of these two people's musical careers and all of the music takes place on a stage which i actually really prefer to like separate those two things 
Yeah, I completely agree. I would never, I would never classify this as a musical. Mm. I thought it was a great. Uh, I did enjoy a lot of the music. I did enjoy a lot of Bradley Cooper's music. I did think it was good, mm. um, but I do. Yeah, I, I didn't know if he had a voice like that. I was very impressed. Yeah, because I heard a lot of people saying that he was actually singing and that he was going, you know. I don't know, toe to toe, head to head with Lady Gaga, or was matching her, which I thought. When I was going in, hearing those things going in, I was like, "Oh, radio, that's yeah, that seems a bit much." I mean, Lady Gaga is a professional singer who's won Grammys and things, and Bradley Cooper is an actor. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, but no, he was very good. I think, yeah, I do. I appreciate that the the, the music. I do like obviously with the music that is a movie that is based around this music. I did really enjoy the fact that the music is. You know, really complementing, if not telling the story, as the, you know the rise and fall of each one in terms of, and as well like the 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 you seeing the backstory that shapes mm. the music as well, which yeah. I always find fascinating. But I think that was a very good way of kind of telling the two stories of the rise and fall. Yeah, of the two. Yeah, the no, battles they that face is... and the commercialism and all the things mm. that come into the music industry. Yeah, no, that's true because I did. I came out of the movie. And I was kind of thinking, like, I made the comment to a couple of people that without the music, that I didn't actually think that the storyline was that strong. But in a movie like this, you can't really separate those two. Like, you can't... The movie is about their musical careers. So if you take the music out, you just get a lot of, like, long stares at each other. And you've just got this guy who struggles with alcoholism and is just getting drunk and falling in a ditch half the movie. But... That like you can't separate that from the music because the music complements what's going on in the story. So and it, and it really furthers the storyline. It's not, uh, it's not just a song, and then a story. It's they're all intertwined. This this movie was actually Bradley Cooper's directorial debut as well. What do you what do you think about like someone who? who directs a movie and then casts themselves in the lead role. That would be a difficult thing to do. I think I always thought from the opening shot when it is just him, you know, you hear the crowd and all this stuff, and then it's just Bradley Cooper just starts, like, shredding a guitar. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you are, I'm not like, of course, you're the star of the movie. I was like, first of all, I was like, how was he telling me? Was he telling me people just, yeah, just getting rice and clothes there as I'm just shredding on this guitar. I've, I've always found it really funny when you see people who direct a movie that also star in it. And, yeah. and, he, and he partially wrote the movie as well. He's got a writing credit for it. So I, it's a lot of responsibility to do, to be able to be in it, but also be directing all of the other characters while trying to focus on what you have to do for your character as well. Mm. It's a task I would have no idea how he would do it but I would say it was a very good movie so I think he's onto a winner with this uh, having a crack yeah. at directing well, well this is actually the this is the fourth A Star Is Born it's the third time that this movie's been remade so you've got um, you've got the first one that was in the 1920s I think and the story has continued to evolve every time this one is very very different to the first one the first one was not a musical or it didn't have music in it it was um about an actress who goes to hollywood and then meets an older actor who in the same sort of vein is on the back nine of his career and she's on the rise but the first movie is about actors the second movie which i think was in the 40s or 50s was a was a musical but was all was still about an actress so it was the same story as the first movie, 
but they turned it into a musical. That one was actually starring Judy Garland from The Wizard of Oz. Um, the third one in the 1970s is closer to what we have now with this remake. It was starring Barbara Streisand. So then, then they make a point as to cast um, these women who can actually sing in the movies, who have singing careers as well. Um, and that one was a singer who wins a Grammy and set to the backdrop of like another singer who's on the back nine of his career. So that one is closer to this one. And then Bradley Cooper has finally remade this. I find it interesting though, that each of them while under the same name for the movie under the same title, like from the first one to this one, it's completely different. It's the same basic story of girl meets boy, boys on the decline, girl is on the rise. How do they manage a relationship? Um, while that is going on but everything else about it has changed and since it's been a musical um, they've redone the music for it every time like this movie has original music written by Lady Gaga for the soundtrack so I found that really interesting that he that Bradley Cooper for his first movie went for something that's been redone a few times like usually for someone's directorial debut, it's either a movie that they wrote themselves or something that someone else has written but they're really passionate about that they can get behind. I think it's a pretty challenging thing to look at something that's been done over so many times with so many big names and say, I'm going to bring that to a new generation. I can do that better for the first movie that you ever direct. Because mm, that's the thing, in my ignorance, I didn't actually know that this movie had been made that many times before it wasn't until i was looking through facebook i was scrolling through facebook that night and i saw someone talking about it that they said that this you know i saw they had a link to the barbara streisand one and i kind of i don't know because originally i was like i first of all i was just like wow what a great movie i was like geez bradley cooper can he can do everything geez what a, <laughs> what a ripper you know what i mean he just he's just come up with this ripping story if anything i did think it was very like, i know it is i feel like it was very walk the line-esque in that you know it's the kind of or it has elements to it where I, when I first started getting into it, I was kind of going, oh, this is very much like it. And that, you know, the woman comes in and, you know, the bloke's battling drugs and alcohol and all this kind of... I don't know if this doesn't end that same way as Walk the Line, but it kind of had that way. And then no, it went it back... ends far more tragically. <laughs> My yes, God. It ends far more tragically than Walk the Line does. But it's just, I've actually watching it, with not knowing the backstory of that, I kind of thought, oh, this is very Walk the Line. It's kind of like, oh, okay, I can see where he's going with it. And I thought there might have been mm. not more, perhaps more creativity. But then looking, listening to that and saying that, yeah, okay, this is a remake of this, but there's such diversity in the prior movies and Mm. remakes of it that no I did think you know, I think it is a pretty ballsy move to go yep yeah I, this is the first crack I'm going to have it directed and I'm just going to take something and put my spin on it as opposed to going down that completely creative route of you know mm. a new movie that hasn't been done and maybe that's easier to do I like it, it's something that you might have a weight of expectation on you but at the same time when you're in the movie, you you already at least have a blueprint for what you're supposed to do. So you could focus more on the performances in the movie rather than trying to um, create like the nuances of like a story that you wrote coming through. But anyway, um, I'm interested to hear what you think because like like I was saying with the story, 
the there's a fine line for me between um from an entertainment point of view and trying to tell the story in a very realistic way because I think that the movie had like this real it was a really good realistic look on the effects of alcoholism like this guy he he's in love with this girl he's head over heels for her he continues to make promises to her and there's these romantic scenes where they're um like while they're dating this whirlwind romance or when they get married or when they finally get their house together and they're like playing the piano together this, these all of these things but in between each of those is like no matter how many times he promises something or says i'm gonna stop doing drugs and alcohol he then falls back into it and then in between each one of those scenes you just have another scene of him doing heavy alcohol and drugs and winding up in another low point of his life and from a realism standpoint that's something that that happens that's what alcoholism is it's an addiction it's a disease it's no matter how you feel about someone and no matter how much you want to stop it is really really difficult to stop but at the same time watching it from an entertainment standpoint i kind of thought that it got a bit repetitive at times it was just it was basically just following a formula of romantic scene him falling back into alcoholism romantic scene falling back into alcoholism until the climax at the end where spoiler alert if you're listening to this podcast you've probably seen the movie he kills himself so i i kind of found myself towards the end like before it got to that climax but after they had d gone through that cycle a couple of times i had i was kind of thinking to myself all right are we going to see something new here at any point and it never really comes so for me storyline was good if not a little repetitive but i can also see the merit in the way that they were trying to um show the real effects of alcoholism and then of course the music is the star of the movie it, the soundtrack is absolutely amazing so that was kind of my take on it as far as an entertainment standpoint goes yeah I, in terms of the storyline i think it was a real eye-opening way and not to say that this hasn't been done before in terms of you know entertain or musical music rock stars and drugs and that's a pretty true tried and tried and tested formula there yeah for a movie looking at these people but i think it was a good way of implementing especially when the the grammy incident where uh mm. bradley bradley cooper said well he pees his pants while uh, on stage on stage essentially up showing while um lady gaga has won the grammy and you know it was the big moment for her and he's upstaged her by doing all this I think it was an interesting way of looking at it in terms of kind of humanizing these, you know, people that, you know, we see on the news, we see on TV, you know, I was kind of thinking yeah, the that equivalent is true. was to happen with, say, you know, I don't know, in real life and let's well, say a country see. singer or, you know, someone, yeah. something happens like that. You don't see what happens afterwards and the effects it has on... Or the lead up to it. Like you often will and, see on yeah. the news, like such and such has had a breakdown and is back in rehab and stuff like yeah. that and you're like oh you get your life the, under control you see the clickbait headline yeah but you never really see what they've been through leading up to that and what then happens to them after so that is true 
that it's it does well in delving deeper into that and showing mm. why why he was how he was and the tinnitus angle was a big thing as well because that was part of why he was falling into this depression is because he his like entire life had been devoted to music and he was losing his hearing so he wasn't going to be able to hear his own music he wasn't going to be able to hear his wife's music and it wasn't the main thing like you you don't hear about it as like the main reason that he kills himself or anything but it's kind of just this like niggling thing in the back of his mind all the time and it's a backdrop for why he feels the way that he feels um the the i think i think after going away from the movie the main gripe that i had with the story was how how quickly she seems to lose herself like he keeps saying to her throughout the whole movie, like, what you have to say is really important and you've got X amount of time to say it and X amount of people to say it to and I want you to go out and say it. And I kept searching through the movie and, like, I didn't think that she had a message. Not at all. Like, In my opinion, <laughs> or clearly, as you see, she sold out almost immediately. Like, I thought she, at she the put start... up a little fight. She put up a little fight with all, when that manager comes in and she kicked off the dancers, and then that started it. But mm. then it literally, like, in this, it just literally cut from that to next thing, you know, she's equivalent of Britney Spears, you know, with yeah. backup dancers and she's doing SNL. And Which is not her. Not at all. Like, she, where yeah. she came from or the kind of music that she wanted to do. Um, or the way that she wanted to look. As far as I can tell, her only message that she could have had through the movie was, like, the the same message that Lady Gaga has in real life. It's like, love yourself. Like, mm. doesn't matter what you look like. And I thought that that's what was... That was her message at the start, is that she didn't initially want to go with Bradley Cooper um, because he was this big star. Yeah. And she said to her dad, like, he's an alcoholic or he drinks heaps... I don't want anything to do with that. She was talking about how she had been pushed aside because of the way that she looks, but the music was coming from her heart, so she didn't want to change the way that she looked or anything. So she seemed more sure of herself at the start of the movie. So I thought that that was going to be her message. But then almost immediately when she picks up this deal from this manager, she, like you said, goes full pop, loses her identity. And then he keeps saying to her, like tell people your message and she's like yeah i will but there's no message left to be said because that's not how she's performing anymore she kind of goes back to it at the end of the movie um in her final takes performance like a horrible tragedy for her to realize who she really is this yeah. whole time and takes for granted the the i guess the impact and the effect that this drug riddled alcohol yeah <laughs> dependent man can actually have on her because mm. yeah and that's the thing i don't know whether this was because I, I tend to watch these movies from i guess the the male's perspective you know as a bloke i'm mm -hmm. i can relate more not that i can relate to either of them very well but i can obviously kind of look the release through bradley cooper's eyes of these kind of things and i just think that i got to this age where i was feel like i, I was feeling sorry for Brad. obviously i'm feeling sorry for him but it's like just think when he would raise an issue with her about you know the way her music's going and i think that was a fair thing to do as a as a 
a, a, a budding guitarist, I can say <laughs> I would love to be able to pen a song. And, you know, I completely agree that, you know, these songs and that should be... Like he says throughout the movie, there is, you know, the people listen to you because you have something to say and you should be saying something with your music. Yeah. That oh, I found that that made me really turn off the uh, Ali character mm. that when she was just dismissing Bradley Cooper, Bradley yeah. Cooper's comments, because there's one song where there's the, the SNL song where she's referring to. <laughs> it's just, it's just horrendous. And it's like the lyrics are just, I, I can't why, remember one of the lyrics. Why are you the, coming in here with an ass like that or something? It's like literally it's, like that, and it's the, it, it, it's almost this element that keeps bringing Bradley uh, Jackson Jackson Maine into this depression and back into his alcoholism. Is I feel like he's just banging his head on a wall, just going, "I'm trying to help." You know, I've, yeah. I've given this girl this plat. I've given my wife, you know, the girl I love, the, this platform to be able to express herself and sell herself, and all she's done is sold out and has just become just a corporate uh, you know just a, a money making machine for some pop record label yeah that almost brings him back to the alcoholism yeah it was like he invested himself into her career and he was going to like ride that wave and then when she starts to go down what he thinks is the wrong path then he starts to lose hope again um i did find it really really funny that um you actually can purchase that song on iTunes yep. or it's stream it on Spotify. Like you got to respect the hustle from, from the people who made the movie to try to get like song streams or make money out of it that you can, that the, the song in the movie that as part of the story is supposed to be absolute shit. You can actually purchase on iTunes and listen to for pleasure. It is quite neat. It's a bold move, but I give fair credit where credit's due. Yeah, it's it's all about making money, really. At yeah. the end of the day, and giving to them. On a, another side note, it's kind of like the underlying, like I said, it's the underlying version of the movie is that this, you know, she, Lady Gaga is supposedly an unattractive woman, which I find very hard to believe. <laughs> it's just immediately, I always look at that, it's just a little thing, just going, Lady Gaga is is stunning. She's a very attractive woman. And you can kind of draw it. lines between um, between her career and like how how the character goes in this movie. Like Lady Gaga came out and she she almost she burst did, onto she's the kind scene of done, as uh, she's kind of done the opposite. She's done the she's, opposite. She started off doing all of these weird things to try to make a name for Riding herself. On your disco stick. Very similar <laughs> to the, yeah. the other song. Yeah, exactly. There's like. Her, um, what was her first song? That, that... It was, um, oh, Poker Face, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Poker, Poker Face, Face or, or... And then there, there was... was a Disco Stick one. Yeah, so, and then she she's done all of these weird things, like her music videos were always weird, she's had weird costumes. The meat Whenever dress. Whenever, the meat dress, the red carpet appearances, all of that. I feel like that was to make a name for herself. Like, she knew that she had to put in, th like, do things like that to differentiate herself from everyone else. And if you look at her now, everyone who everyone knows who Lady Gaga is, but she's coming out with this more soulful country sort of vibe to her music in her last record and the way that she now presents herself because I think I think that she doesn't need to do the stuff that she did at the start of her career anymore. People mm -hmm. know who she is. Exactly. 
She's using her wind. She is, she is taking what Bradley Cooper is saying this whole movie. <laughs> she's got her window and she's letting, hearing, giving people what they want to hear. Or yeah. not what they want to hear. She's saying what she wants to say and people are, uh, are coming to her to hear it because they like it. Yeah. Another element to the movie that I actually really liked was the dad and his friends. Like just as a comedic element to break everything up because it was just very, very serious. You had the, um, the relationship between... Jack and Ali, between Jack and his brother, and then between Ali and the manager, all of these things were really, really serious. And then I think it was a good um, plot device to be able to break up all of these serious things with this dad and his friends. They're just like constantly sitting around a table being like, you know, I could sing better than Frank Sinatra, like over and over and over again. Just a bunch of... Of well, they were they were they were like chauffeurs. They were yeah, like they chauffeurs, were limo drivers. Limo drivers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I did like that touch as well. But I, I also I, I really like the touch with Bradley Cooper's brother. I should stop for a moment who has his actor name. Yeah, Jackson's brother. Yeah, Jackson's brother as his kind of manager and this and kind of looking out for him. I thought it was a very touching moment when you know Jackson's gone through his rehab. He's kind of got there and his brothers come and dropped him home and all this and. You know, all the issues that Jackson had with his dad growing up. And, you know, there's been a few things. Like, again, that, this was another very Johnny Cash kind of moment where the relationship with the brother and then there was always... I feel like there was a sense of guilt mm. trapped through that. Like, he's been carrying it. And then when he has that moment where he goes, you know, I was trying to emulate you, not, not, not dad. dad. Yeah. Just a little line like that. I feel like it went very unnoticed, but it was just one that really resonated with me. It was a very touching moment. And I was like, that's a a real heart-wrenching moment when he finally said that it came to as a you know it's one of the things you look at and go that the, the character has been bottling that up for his whole life to say that and his brother who was a fair bit older than him let's be he was probably what 60 something mm. in this movie has been living with that their whole lives to be told that at the very end i think was a, a yeah a real nice touch but then obviously kind of really spiraled from there yeah well you know what i kind of I kind of got mad at the whole way in which he went about killing himself. Like, the the character and the story, the way it was told. Like, this guy's just been through rehab. He's just been, like, had all these people reinforcing to him. Life is worth living. He didn't... He wasn't falling back into alcoholism or anything like that. It was basically just... He was in a good place, and then the manager comes over and says, you're holding her career back you're like she'll never succeed while you're around and then she comes in lies to him says oh we're just gonna i'm 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 canceling the tour we're just gonna record another album um and then he having the manager having told him what the truth was then goes oh well i guess i am worthless and then just kills himself yeah like out of absolutely nowhere. And out of one little bloke's comment. Yeah. It's kind of can derail it. I guess it just goes... I, I guess it is a telling... I guess it is shining a light on the, you know, the... How the fragile... The fragile... How fragile a, a, a man can be. Because it did... I, I thought another eye-opening moment was when, like, he's in rehab and he brings up the fact that he tried to kill himself as, like, a 12-year-old. Mm. Or some... I think it was about that age and he fell... And, and his dad didn't even like, notice. his dad didn't even notice. And that was another thing that kind of just really out of nowhere. Like, obviously, well, not out of nowhere, but I wasn't expecting to, to hear him talk about stuff like that. So I think it just... 
I think they're really trying to shine a light on yeah, the effects of alcoholism, but also just the fragile state of mind that these people are in. And let's be real, like at the end of the day, no, these people who do go to those lengths, you can't, you don't know how their minds are shaped up. They're the mo- they would be the, the most fragile things, so fragile, and that one thing can just change it because let's be real, they're, they're not thinking straight. If that's, yeah. the, if that's the end result that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can never actually... Like, someone who is so down on life that they want to end it all obviously isn't in the right frame of mind and they have some sort of sickness. But at the same time... So you could never really understand what's going through their head. But at the same time, I just thought that the way that he killed himself, like, and not letting his wife know why, was, like, the most dick move in the world. Like, when someone... Like, the reason he killed himself is because he thought that his life was holding her back. So, he basically was trying to do it for the betterment of her life. And he... And he feels that way. Um, Obviously, the manager who had that conversation with him and told him, you're pretty much worthless, is never going to tell um, Ali what happened... And that he said that to the husband. So she has no idea why he killed himself yeah. at all. Like, as far as she knows, she, was on, she was went on home, narrow. lied, went away, and he killed himself. Yeah. And, and she feels awful about it. And I guess she would feel just as awful if he had said, like, left a note saying, I'm killing myself for you because I think that you'll be better without me. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that 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 it's better to know that he was thinking about you and what he thinks is best for you rather than being left in the unknown as to why he would do something like that when he seemed to be back on the straight and narrow. Yeah. So I did find that a little bit shocking. But as we said, you can't really put yourself into the mindset of what someone like that is thinking. So um, there was... It goes back to, like, there was a lot in this movie that they portrayed in a very, very realistic way to show us the effects of alcoholism and drug abuse and um, depression and how we really can't take any of that sort of stuff for granted. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, it is a very telling story. And that's the thing, because, again, I didn't know what to expect going into this. Mm. I was kind of expecting more of a romance, almost like a a Nicholas Sparks-esque kind of sad romance kind of movie, but this was a lot more hard-hitting. It was, than yeah, it was I a lot was, more down and dirty than Yeah, that. exactly, than I was uh, getting in for. But I just thought it was interesting, just the, the sheer reaction from people watching the movie that I found, like, I've never, I've rarely seen, like, this is the first time I've gone to see a movie like this kind of, like, a romance-esque movie at the cinema like this, but... Just people were just bawling their mm. eyes out completely. Oh, yeah. Like I was just like, what? Like to the extent where I was like, is this? This sounds like sh- sh- they just received some terrible news, completely irrelevant to the movie. Because I was like, uh, most people I feel that cry in movies, kind of like a little tear. You know, you shed a tear. Oh, I get that all the time. You I get shed the, a tear. The, the single tear rolling the down single the cheek. Tear, but it's but just, there were people audibly in like physically, like in my in my cinema experience as well. When when I went to see it, there were people that were crying, mm, and I was told that sometimes people have gone to see it and people have had to leave they've left the movie they've been that and I think there's I think there would be some more connection to it than just the yeah. movie in, in the accident itself so, but I think it does go to show that this is a very brutal portrayal of 
mm. of you know mental health and alcoholism yeah yeah definitely like i guess it depends whether or not you're in the demographic because there are uh, a lot of people that i've met that said it was objectively a good movie i think i'm one of these people where it was objectively a good movie but the the storyline and the characters didn't speak to them in a way that they've seen it speak to other people and then you've got another half of people that said they absolutely loved this movie there was nothing wrong with it um the characters really really spoke to them they could relate to these people and these are the people that were crying their eyes out in the cinema and had a real emotional connection to it and you really can't say like when a movie can make people feel that way it's a good movie like if i'm not one of those people then i'm not one of those people but i think that there are movies that are universally panned that uh like people can just say across the board that's generally a bad movie then there are movies who appeal to some people and and don't really appeal to other people but if it makes those people that it appeals to that emotional you really can't fault it and say like that's a bad movie because it obviously speaks to people mm, exactly i think it's a fitting image a fitting portrayal as well as that that message is put into the movie as well that if you've got something to say you know people you've got to use this stage to say it and you know to tell people stuff and i think it's fitting that i guess look at the end of the day bradley cooper is living to that yeah and <laughs> that he had something to say and he wanted people to hear it and he's gone out and done it and it has made people feel you know it does enact a very emotive response from i'd say the vast majority if not the, the, well that the vast majority of people i've seen mm. or sorry I've, who i've spoken to who have seen the movie have yeah they've had that massive re reaction to it that it is just a, a heart-wrenching gut-wrenching movie a story and yeah. i think at the end of the day that's what you set out to achieve when you're doing anything whether it's music or or film and i think that it's a credit where credit's due because it is a it's a it's a cracking story that does make people really feel like you do even i think it's it is one of those ones that's hard to walk away from and go oh no no it was all right yeah no, i didn't really play well no, no, i'm there's, saying everyone has to go to and think about going exactly. away from it's it not like a movie that everyone felt. has to sit there and go that's amazing that's the best movie i've ever seen but it's definitely going to make you think about stuff and oh, really yeah. open your eyes to a, a world that you may not be very exposed to definitely um okay so we so we've talked about the storyline now but as we said the the actual music itself is the biggest star in this movie the music is absolutely incredible the soundtrack is great if you were to see one of these songs you might even see a couple of them i don't know if you're allowed to nominate more than one song from a movie but if you were to see one song from this movie go forth with an oscar nomination for best original song what do you think is the strongest song in the movie well, I think, what's the one, I can't remember the name on the radio. I don't actually know the name of the song, but the main one that the, the Lady Gaga, the shallow, yeah. shallalalo one. It's called Shallows, I it think. It is called Shallows. Makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. That's fair enough. But She says I, it about 50 times. She does say it before. And it was slightly annoying that she does, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of musicians that when they do like the, the shallalalo, it's like, come on, think of, put another lyric put, in there. Put, put, put something in there. Put a couple more lyrics in there. But. Although the, the, the kind of like scream, it's not really a scream, but like the way that she just like has that like guttural, um, yeah. that I can't really think of another word for it other than scream in the middle of the song is, and then like 
goes hard into the chorus afterwards yeah. is an awesome part to that song. It's great. Uh, and, that, and that's a good song. And I think that's the standout. Obviously, they're already pushing it on the radio and stuff like that. They are I pushing think that's it. a fate. I'm sure that'll be it as well because it does come through to the... This kind of... It's the, the image, you know, it is that portrayal of, you know, you can... Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter how you look kind of thing. It's about the music and all this kind of stuff with the image of it. In terms of songs, I actually prefer listening to i think it was probably some of the the very early songs from um from jackson the, the one that he opens off with the uh i've been seeing i can't i don't again i haven't actually listened to the soundtrack i don't know the names and obviously the movie doesn't go like have a little thing at the end yeah, or, yeah, sorry yeah. throughout the movie saying what the names are but the the opening song i love and that's the thing i'm a country music fan so i'm gonna hear so it. He you, was a very you prefer jackson but i prefer i much prefer jackson's kind of rock country music than lady gaga's kind of pop yeah pop music but that's just a personal taste but yeah if i had to put i think that the, the shallows will be the one that will go for an oscar and i don't th- and i think you that would, think would probably so. win it because i don't the think the other songs that bradley cooper particularly sang were that they're not going to blow people away in terms mm. of a wide audience and stuff like that. But if you enjoy country music or rock and a bit of rock country, then some of those songs are pretty catchy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think based on the way they are hammering it home on the radio and giving it a lot of a, a PR push, that song probably, the Shallows song probably is going to be the one that gets nominated. I actually think that the song that she sings after that while she's on the piano on stage, Remember Us This Way, I think that that is actually the strongest song in the movie. That's the one that I enjoy the most. Mm-hmm. I think um, lyrically and the way that she sings that song, um, I enjoyed it better than Shallows. I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but that's the song that I think is the strongest. And I would be interested to see if more than one song gets nominated for an Oscar because I don't know how many films uh, have original music so far this year and what song would be able to get nominated. Like, I think The Greatest Showman didn't come out this year, did it? That came out last year. I'm not I'm too sure. I remember that now, yeah. Regardless, that was... because that's, that movie is another one that has had three or four songs from the movie that are being played on the radio yeah. as actual pop hits. Um, so that's another one that if any of those songs were written for the soundtrack for the movie, that might get a couple of nominations. I don't know whether it already did in last year's Oscars though, but that would be its main competitor if I was to... Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. ...to put it up against anything because everything else so far this year hasn't had original music to begin with, let alone good original music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's an interesting one there because I don't know whether if there is that you can only have one song per movie because I think it seems a bit when, when I can see why there would be because yes you have a movie like this and you'd get arguably you'd, you'd get, get four all songs of the that nominations. could work that could go in and all the nominations which is true but I think there is a but part also... where it's like you don't want to sacrifice like you don't want to reward something that or overlook some of these songs which are you know at the end of the day they're just original songs so I don't think that you should take them on to their merit and look and go yep yeah, well that's if there's four of the best six songs from from the one movie, then I think that, that there should be a place for multiple yeah. songs from well, the you, movie. I, I don't know what the rule is because you often do see people get nominated from the same movie for the same category. So, like, um, the example that springs to mind is Django Unchained. You had Leonardo DiCaprio and Christoph Waltz being nominated both for Best Supporting Actor mm. from the same movie. Yeah. So... 
you could have you like there's obviously not a rule against multiple nominations from the same film in a certain category but whether music falls into that i don't yeah. know okay so that's the review for a star is born um as far as ratings go i'm going to give the movie a 7.2 out of 10 i think i i like i said i had a couple of gripes with the storyline but as far as it goes it was this really hard look at uh, mental health and the effects of alcoholism set to this incredible musical backdrop so overall i did really enjoy the movie and it does make you go away and think 7.2 for me yeah, well, I haven't seen as many movies as of late, so this was a very good movie for me to go and see, but I'm going to give it a nice 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think, yeah, again, the music is great. Uh, as someone who is very passionate about music, and particularly country music, as much as this was, yeah, it was a bit of country twang to it, but it wasn't. It was more rock than I was expecting, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed it, so I'm going to give it uh, a nice 8 out of 10, and it always, I find that these kind of movies always make you want to act a bit like not well, at the end of the Bradley Cooper kind of tarnished it at the end a bit but he kind of makes you want to act like the <laughs> the star yeah it made me want to grow out my beard and grow my hair but he's got a bit of a country swagger to him in the movie doesn't he it makes me want to buy a nice black hat <laughs> that I wear everywhere wear loose button up shirts everywhere you well, go well I already wear loose button up shirts and black jeans so I figured a black hat and a pair of boots might not be too far of a stretch but grow just, the hair out grow the beard out that'll I be good for your couldn't for get your them. life crosses yeah exactly life. I was going to say I don't know how they'd let me go with that but I would love to be able to grow my hair out if you're listening if that's a bit of a just a I don't there's something in the contract to say that you can't but I, I, I don't think I can grow it always gives me that failed attempt of growing facial yeah. hair um yeah anything else to add for for the movie I would say that if you did enjoy this movie there is a another movie I've saw way back it's more of a country music movie it, it's called Crazy Heart it's got Jeff Bridges in it and um Maggie Maggie Gyllenhaal is that mm. it's a very and again it's a, it follows a similar path where there's a you know a, a a singer on the the downfall of their career so to speak and uh you know a woman that comes in to um to lift them up eventually gives them the spirit but that is another movie that as a it's got a great soundtrack again it's also got um Colin Farrell in it so it's pretty okay. good people it's another interesting one yeah, that one a follows cast. a lot more of a that follows a lot of the musical side of things from the, the country music side of things as well. So if you enjoyed this, I would definitely recommend it. Even if you don't like country music, I think it's a movie that has enough of, has enough of a backstory. And again, it's a, it does shine a light on, on drug and alcohol abuse, but there are some very good uh, elements to it that I think everyone can enjoy. Awesome. All right, well, that's going to do us for today. Obviously, thank you very much to Matt Burgess for being on. Um, where can people find you, Matt? Well, if you're interested in the very best local news for the Riverina, get onto Facebook <laughs> and like the Nine News Riverina Facebook page where you'll see our stories and updates throughout the day. If you want to get around me personally, you can find me on Twitter at, at Burge News, which is B-U-R-G-E News, and on Instagram at Burge underscore News. So... Get around me if you want to see what the, the life of a journalist is, the, the, glorious, the glory of a, a regional journalist. <laughs> and as always, you can follow me at Sean Alex Fitz on Instagram or Twitter. And you can also find the page for the podcast at Pause for Drama. Um, stay tuned for the next episode because I think we'll have 
a couple of our original cast back on and we will be doing a full length episode reviewing the queen biopic bohemian rhapsody which i am really really keen for so until then thanks for listening and i'll see you guys later You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.